so extremely excited to have the CIO uh, that we've been working with very, very closely for, for several years now. And he heads an organization uh, you may have heard of, especially um, maybe a little more so in the news lately. And uh, they're one of the best brands in all of media entertainment. Please welcome Dave Duvall, the CIO of Discovery Communications. Hey, Tony, how's it going? Very happy to be here. Super happy to, to, to have you here. We didn't really time this around, you know, any any big news, but uh, we're excited to to hear about um, that uh, in the press. And uh, I know I know that, you know, a lot of the stuff is still under development, but um, but it seems it just seems really exciting and fun for us as a, as, as consumers of, of uh, entertainment. So um, congrats on that. And uh, uh, yeah. looking looking forward to working with you through through the, through the ebbs and flows of that. Yeah, yeah, we're very excited about the, um, you know, what the future is going to bring for the company, and and uh, and, and excited about that transaction. It's still a long road to go before we get to uh, any sort of closure of that deal. So for now, we're real focused on our current business and on Discovery Plus and on um, uh, lots of internal. You know, we've been doing a lot of big internal projects with you guys around uh, uh, Google Workspace and and just all the excitement there. So we're yeah, I mean, plenty to do in the meantime for sure. But we're very excited about the future. Definitely. Uh, well, look, I want to uh, always take the opportunity uh, to to really give the audience a background on on my guests. You yourself have had such a fantastically exciting um, and long career at Discovery. I, I looked up uh, your your background, and I think you started as a systems engineer or something like that many years ago. And just to see that ascend to 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 really the the preeminent role in the IT organization. First of all. What an amazing journey. Congrats. Um, second of all, can you help the audience understand how that all came to be and how you navigated such a large organization so successfully through to also in the midst of tremendous challenges and transformation in M&E uh, over the last couple of decades? Yeah, I think, well, one, it's, it's been, it's been 18 years here, as you, as you said, so it's been a good long, a good long ride. So, so one part, I'll say the way you phrased it with, you know, navigating and, and getting to this place in a large company. What one bit that helps is start at it when it's a much smaller company. <laughs> so I think, you know, 18 years ago when I joined um, very different company than what, what we are today. Right. Back then, pure cable business, just a handful of networks um, in the States. A, a launch, but a still pretty small international business and and, you know, kind of a simple simple model and almost all of the company there in, in DC, which is where I still am uh, today. And yeah, I, I think, you know, started there, as, as you said, staff role, systems engineer role, which was um, actually a loftier title than where I started. I, I started in the in the NOC uh, doing monitoring tooling and, and it was an operations role. It wasn't uh, wasn't quite a shift based role, but it was a, um, you know, kind of a lead role and kind of focused on the operations tools and stuff uh, in that shop. And so done a lot of things um, within the group over the years, did did systems engineering mostly in the, you know, kind of back in those days, Windows and Intel space and started VMware and, and all of that era of transformation. So kind of going from physical to virtual world way back in the day. Um, I moved into management um, a few years in. Um, I was a bad manager, uh, just to be straight about it. <laughs> and my first foray into management, I think like a lot of uh, folks who are engineers, that first time you're managing others is really hard. You know, letting go yeah. of being the, the builder and being an advisor and kind of figuring out your place um, 
So I did that a bit. Then I did a little enterprise architecture work, which I liked because I could step away from kind of people management for a moment, kind of get back to the tech a little more. And, um, and, and then I stepped back into management when a, when a leadership opportunity, like a director level role opened up in the group. And I've kind of been just doing more and different jobs since then as the company changed shape. So like, as you said, we've not been, you know, we've been very busy, especially the last like 10 years or so at the company yeah. and since we went public, a lot of acquisition, a lot of changes, a lot of broadening out of the business, international expansion uh, first. And then um, we got into sports and we acquired Eurosport. Um, Gosh, I'm losing track of time. Six plus years ago, it's been it's been a long um, uh, walk, and then and then more recently, um, we got into free to air networks in Europe, so just like straight up broadcast networks, and then of course we did a big acquisition of Scripps Networks in the U.S. a few years ago. And, and for those who aren't close to the media industry, Scripps Networks was the home of HGTV and Food Network and Travel Channel. It's really amazing yeah. brands and and just like iconic. You know, so that move really like for us shored up, we weren't, we really wanted to own the nonfiction, like real life space, the content mm. space. And so, mm. um, those brands are amazing and that team was amazing. And so that was a big challenge and transformation moment for the companies to come together. Um, you know, we got this big transaction pending now that we're very excited about getting into and that'll, that whole thing will start again. Um, but yeah, it's just been every moment. You know, I think I am a bit of a unicorn right now and that you don't see a lot of people who really stick with one place for a long time. But <laughs> every moment that I got um, any sort of itch to say, oh, should I look around? Should I do something different? It felt like the company changed so drastically. There was just yeah. a new opportunity there. I, I didn't have yeah. to go looking elsewhere. It seemed like there was always something landing at my feet that was new and exciting and different. And um you know, we're a month out from the Olympic Games right now. That'll be our second Olympics broadcast um, on Eurosport, and and that's a that's an iconic huge, experience, right? There's not many people who get to participate in that from a broadcast and content creation oh, yeah. perspective. It's just, it's just a really cool place, really cool place. First of all, um, amazing, right? It's just an amazing journey. But thank you for actually taking a moment to acknowledge uh, how management is hard and. Uh, <laughs> That you were, uh, you know, sort of self-diagnosed bad bad manager, your first time around. Obviously, you know, it's, uh, pretty safe to assume you're an exceptional manager now. And I think, kudos to you to to do the work required to get there. Because I think what a lot of companies don't realize in our sort of career planning strategies for our top talent, like our top individual contributors, and what maybe a lot of individual contributors don't realize all the time it's not natural to to think that you know management is a is an art and 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 science of its own and and requires uh investment and training and uh practice <laughs> to get good at yeah it, it took me a long time to realize um maybe longer than i would have liked the the art of one the art of finding good direct reports and finding a team that you trust and how to build a good team, you know, and that, you know, you, you've got to have a, a good eye for finding folks who complement your, your skills, fill in the blanks on the things that you're not, that you're not good at, um, you know, learning how to trust other people to do it. Cause that was that big step, right? That management step is always, I knew what I wanted to build. Like as an engineer, right. I was tasked with getting stuff done. And I was, I was great at that. I love doing that. I, you know, I, 
I felt like comfortable in that. I was less comfortable in now managing a team. I'm asking them to build. I'm overseeing. I'm accountable for the whole group. And so that, that tendency to get pulled down into the details too far was really strong. And I, and I didn't have the skills back then to really fight that, uh, in a, in a way that was, was productive. And it, it wasn't that I was such a bad manager that I think my, my team didn't like me. My team liked me. I burned out. I got to yeah, like, it yeah. wasn't healthy for me, you know? And so I, and then I sought out that enterprise architecture step to say, you know what, let me get away from the people management for a bit. Let me get into what does it feel like to be an enterprise architecture and kind of steer the strategy a bit more? Do I like that? And then I felt like I knew I liked that. I knew that elevation of kind of an engineer skill set to strategy in a bigger picture I liked. And then I, then I looked for that opportunity to say, okay, maybe I'll like a bit more that mid senior and that walk up to senior management of, of getting more strategic, like organization engineering, company strategy engineering, like, is that going to scratch that itch? And ultimately, yeah, I really liked that. I really, you know, that, that was my, I felt like that was where I could really help the company and felt like where I could make a difference. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun ride since then. How would you describe the culture within um, Discovery in general, but really more specifically the IT organization? Because not only do you get to be a contributor to that culture, you can essentially drive the culture now um, yeah. from the, you know, really kind of lead from the front. How would you describe the culture today and how it's evolved and, and your style related to leading, leading that organization. Yeah. I'll, I'll start with the company and then come back to, to our team, but the, like the discovery company culture, especially since, um, uh, David Zaslow has been the CEO. It's a very direct, flat, open, like utterly open culture. Like, um, fame, you know, David's famous for, he will go to anyone in the company who he thinks will help you know, contribute to the moment or the idea. And he really believes and, and acts in a way that is genuine. And he's got this mentality that's sort of, he's the strong belief he's from, you know, before discovery, he was at NBC universal forever. He founded CNC, CB, uh, CNBC and, and is a, you know, kind of a church, uh, Jack Welch acolyte. Right. Yeah. And so, um, he's a firm believer in the, man, if you have a problem, you tell everyone as fast as you can, right. It's just an open, Nobody ever won, you know, nobody ever figured a hard problem out by keeping it to themselves, right? So there's this very open kind of blameless culture, not not an unaccountable culture, but a blameless culture, right? It's still a hard accountability culture, but, um, you know, that sets a, a great tone at the top. And we've seen that oh. on display through the pandemic of all the care for our employees, all the flexibility, all the, you know, all the great things we've been able to do for our workforce over the last uh, year and a half. Um, and then our team, you know, has been, it's gone through some change states. When I first got to the company, we were kind of still, um, Discovery was figuring out how to be a big company, right? We were still kind of feudal IT, department-led IT, not even a central corporate core. So I've been around to kind of see the corporate vibe get established and sort of figure out how we want to run enterprise tech. And then the last five years, we've really focused on kind of more of a, an aggressive innovation curve. And, and I had a great boss before uh, my current boss. We had a CTO at the time and had IT and broadcast kind of together under one leader. And he was great. He pushed us hard. That's where we started a lot of our experimentation in a cloud media processing, cloud play out, like really pushing into public cloud hard um, and changing the tone of, of what we wanted the IT service to be. And I think, um, you know, I carried that mantle forward really with the, the current IT culture where we're trying to be 
we're very customer obsessed internally. We, we really think hard about and, and really click into, and we saw that you guys saw that with us with this change moment we did for Workspace. Oh, like yeah. How we manage change inside the company, we're pretty aggressive with change. Um, I mean, heck, with your team just now, we did we did drive and workspace rollouts during pandemics with the workforce totally remote. Nobody in the office. Like we we split it up. We managed it. We weren't we aren't crazy. You know, yeah. we, we did it. It took us longer, I think, than we would have if we had not been impacted by a pandemic. But we still got it done. You know, and yeah. I think that's indicative of the culture. We really care about our our staff. We really care about the service we offer to staff. And I think you know everything's kind of grounded in that. And and the other thing we're grounded in is n- nobody ever nobody ever regrets that change. People think the change is hard and they fear the change, but when you get through it, like you're, you're never going to like second guess being aggressive in the moment. And I think that's like the hallmark of discovery generally, right? We make decisions fast and that. go, you know, and, and I think yeah. our team reflects that. Look, I think that's tremendous in all parts of discovery, but especially also in, in the IT organization where you have that kind of culture that's dynamic, that's action-oriented, that's decisive, that is being challenged you know, by the market um, to continue to evolve because, you know, you're, you're in a global sort of com- competition for talent, much like we are. And to be able to have that kind of opportunity, you know, in-house at a place like Discovery that's as exciting as anywhere else at any tech company, I think that's that's tremendous. And I'm sure it's helped not only retain, but also attract some tremendous folks at every level um, as you've uh, as your as your org has grown. It's been such a unique experience here because I think especially when you look at um, I think the content space more than our IT partner space generally, like, you know, we're a 15,000 or so person workforce. We're about 10,000 full-time employees and, and about 5,000 contractors in, in the company. And so we're not a massively large company, but we're a great big brand. So we do kind of punch above our weight, I think, on partnership. And, and like yeah. our when I when I sort of work with anyone, uh, whether it's, you know, you guys at Sada, Tony, or whether it's even Google, or, you know, we get kind of outsized attention for the size we are. And I think that is a privilege and we want to lean into that. I think that's one thing that we've, we've looked at over the years is, Hey, I'm not, I'm not offering a lot of our IT partners, 200,000 seats of sales, but I'm, we're innovative. We're aggressive. We tell you what we think we want. We, you know, we want improvement out of our partners. We want to move the the technology ball forward totally. and, the, and the product ball forward. We, uh, we had the great honor last year of getting a technology Emmy for recognition around our work in cloud, which was amazing. That's like, you know, wow. so technology. Seen, I love it. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And it, we did that for like cloud media processing and some work we did there. And it was us and, and a couple other media companies and some partners that we worked with. But it's it was amazing. It was an amazing like achievement to say, OK, this is something we did and we are moving not just our company, but an industry forward. And I think that's where. Yeah, fifteen thousand employees. Not you know we're kind of medium-ish size on the on the company scale, but we are you know we are a lighthouse within the M and E industry, right? There's only so many companies in this space, and we want to we we don't want to want to take advantage of that position and and um and and make discovery just a great place to work. And we know a lot of that is pushing innovation bar high. Yeah, you're also you're also a lot about to get a lot bigger, but you know we can't talk much about that. But you no, can no, get bigger. No. We'll, <laughs> we hope someday, and we'll we'll get there someday. 
But, you know, I'll tell you, Dave, I mean, our team, uh, we've been deploying, you know, workspace for, I think, 15 years. Yeah. Maybe 14 years. I don't know. So we've seen lots of internal IT organizations of various sizes, bigger, smaller, different industries. And I have to tell you, our team really leans in. You know, we like to be direct. We like to be prescriptive. We'll do anything to help remove risk at a customer, including disagreeing with their approach. You know, um, we like to be prescriptive, heavy emphasis on adoption, change management, risk elimination, because it's a big deal. I mean, changing the number one used application for 100% of the employees in any organization is a big deal. During a pandemic, it's even crazier. But my team was just so complimentary of yours with regards to the working culture in a true partnership fashion so i don't know if you and i ever shared share that um i've shared that with you yet but um no better time than the present they're, they're really a fantastic group and we felt those attributes of the culture that you're talking about like we felt as your partner going through a very challenging project yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. We 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 could feel it. You know, we had our we had our steer codes and and your team was in there, you know, in those as we're sort of hitting our checkpoints through the project and it was yeah, we got we got to that place with you guys that I always want to get to with our partners, which is we're not yeah. aware of who's thought of who's discovery, right. who's one team. You know, it's just these are the folks getting it done. You know, this is who's in the trenches with us getting this, you know, change moment pushed across the line and yeah. You know, and we got there and we're very happy with the outcome, right? We're a month and change removed from our big mail change moment for workspace. And um, it's been pretty good. We're about to do our second wave of like pulse survey to, to see. Right. We did, we did one the week of the change moment. And, you know, that has its own sort of special moment in time color to it of people fully in the who moved my cheese you know, moment of the proceedings. Yeah. And um, and even there, satisfaction was very high. So we're expecting some good improvement this month because it has been, you know, we're six weeks across and we're going to check back in and see where it is. But it's, I, you know, overall, it's going absolutely great, like above expectations. The the main theme I'm hearing from my stakeholders is, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, which <laughs> that's, honestly, it's that's actually a pretty common response, like war room, like all hands on deck, ready for the worst. And it's like crickets. You know, for the most part, it's like, oh, yeah, you build you build the war rooms. Really? I mean, we've done a few mail migrations over the years with different platforms and through different eras. Right. And it's like the war room in the end usually ends up to be about data migration screw ups, you know, then maybe usability stuff. But, yeah, yeah, we were happy to see. And I'll tell you, it's such a difference today than 10 years ago of yeah. a cloud to cloud migration. You can solve a lot of problems with scale. Right. And True. And we did it our migration weekend too with your team, right? We we got yeah. um, you know, we got partway through that migration weekend. We saw the pace of copying wasn't quite where we wanted it to be. And we deployed, you know, we basically tripled our migration yeah. workers. Yeah. <laughs> and we caught up before the weekend was done. And in the old days, if that was on-premises, no man, you were yeah. just sunk. You had, we had to wait months for those servers to be provisioned in like a customer data center. I remember those days. <laughs> oh no, we did. Like the last big one I remember when we were in the in the hardware world was two, three times ago as, as actually, and this is like, I'm showing my age and I'm showing my tenure at Discovery with the Lotus Notes to on-premises exchange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we, I remember that was a like four month walk. It was three migration oh, yeah. nights per week, 200 mailboxes at a time. You were in, you were in coexistence mode forever. Oh, and it was terrible. Yeah. It was the yeah. worst. It yeah. was the worst. You know, this, these big bang cutovers now with, with cloud migrations are amazing, you know, to take, 
a pilot group through or your ambassador group through, and then it just hit the whole company. Hey, on Monday, everybody's in the same boat. We're all in it together. We love that. I love that kind of change moment. I would much rather get my whole IT shop, every engineer I got doing customer support for a week. I'll take that over a four month for sure. transition, right? You know, all for day, sure. All day. Uh, Dave, if we back up to the decision t- time frame uh, or the decision framework, what led you down the path of even just selecting workspace to begin with? How did that go down? Yeah, it was it was looking at a few things. It was looking at, um, you know, we made the decision two years ago, um, you know, because as I said, you know, the pandemic put a little crimp in our plans, right? I, I think we were fully intending to be on workspace about a year ago today, right? Like we were really yeah. talking like a, a summer last year change, but we did have to sort of moved our timeline. So we really made the decision two years ago. And at that point it was, we knew we were on this path of more of a consumer and a digital native core to the company, right? We, we knew we were at that transition moment where we were going to step out of that legacy business that we've had for 30 years and into a new era at the company. And we were looking for that. What are the core pieces of our collaboration that are either helping us or holding us back? And, and um, you know, I have a lot of love for Microsoft's solutions in this space, right? It was, it was serving us well. We were not on fire. This was kind of a unique change moment where what we were reflecting on was how do I get to distributed teams that can be more effective uh, in their work and, and that remote and asynchronous collaboration. And so it was really that combo of, um, the mail environment, wanting to be browser-based and simpler in our architecture and wanting to have that full workspace suite of docs and sheets and slides and collaboration around the globe and just really stitching together this company that now needs to collaborate and move at a faster pace and be global. One of the other parts of the project, Dave, I was very proud of was uh, two petabytes of document data from another cloud provider. I thought that was a a huge amount. Yeah, yeah, we are, um, you know, I mentioned how aggressive and early we are. We had been with, you know, we'd been with another cloud storage provider for a long time at, at the company and, you know, content, <laughs> a content company can get, get this, especially the, the aggregate raw storage metrics pretty lofty. And so, yeah, it was a lot of folders, a lot of depth, a lot of, uh, a lot of challenges to, to transition that across. So it was all, all very manageable. It was just like a big data movement and pile you know i think yeah. then we were really even with cloud you're still thinking about the uh the speed of light and how many bits can be moved per per worker a whole heck of a lot there that sure. was a long a long walk but that was another great change moment i think we've been really happy with what what drive brings us i think you know there's always things we'd love to improve about every storage partner and drive definitely has things they still you know can work on there's there's no doubt about it but we do like the I like the the shared drive concepts within drive. That's a nice layer that that not a lot of other competitors give a lot of thought to that. And um, we found that incredibly helpful. And certainly like all things in the workspace suite, generally the search is really on point and, um, yep. you know, and we're really liking um, the, um, you know, the overall experience, I think, especially for the technology teams, the, the experience in docs and sheets and for technical writing and the kind of documents we produce and stuff, it's just, amazing just life-changing oh yeah the ability to do like my i don't know anything we're working on the ability for me and my smt to get into a briefing deck that we got to build for our boss or something might you know that that whole experience of just being able to do that with comments and calling people in and you know all that is just something we really didn't have for a long we didn't realize how much we were missing that live editing 
capability really over the years. We had learned to live without it and we didn't know what we were missing really. Yeah. It's so far, like, I don't even know how I would run this company without <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. Without I mean, like being able to throw an action item in a dock or something or yeah. I mean, yeah. responding to an RFP, uh, preparing for the board meetings, um, yeah. SOWs, I don't know, every, anything, you know? Yeah. That um, was the, the, the first like sort of like detractors we converted were some of our senior finance and senior comms execs who work on the board decks. I, you know, I convinced them to try. I'm like, look, can you guys just try? Can you work on that? Even our quarterly earnings press release. I'm like, put that in docs and then call me if you have problems. And they came back like, okay, that was amazing. Like <laughs> that thing gets edited 17,000 times before yeah. it's released. A whole load of people were correcting stats. We're refining, you know, we're making sure it's all accurate. And they're like, this was just life changing. Saved, <laughs> you know, so. saved, you know, probably weeks of hours you know in person hours and also or oh so-and-so's got it right now let me yeah. finish their piece then i'll come back to you yeah like it's yeah it's all that it's all that flow you know but yeah the organizational flow part has been great and i think there is that value to saying you know you get that you get that integrated experience and, and yeah for uh, sure look i'm i'm yeah. also a big fan of javier soltero what he's done to product just in a short yeah. amount of time so far because he just really got here a couple of years ago, but yeah, know, we were, it was good for us to come in at that unique moment where he's coming on. Cause I think yeah. pre pre his arrival, right. They had gotten a little bit of a, of a rep for being somewhat static, right. They really hadn't changed the the platform in a while. They were kind of, it, it was what it was and they were very happy with what it was and change came very slowly and, and micro scale. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I, I think we're, we're seeing that certainly in the last year, um, and and we're a partner in there and uh, with his uh, customer collab council and stuff. So we're we're giving our active feedback in in that direct to him and his team. And um, yeah, we're happy to see how aggressive. And and I I mean I hate to say there's like it's weird to say there's something good about the pandemic, but I do think the pandemic got these because you I know you've probably had these conversations with Google. I've had it with all these guys, Google, Microsoft, anybody who's got that billion user plus platform. And it's right. There's this there's this big risk calculation that says if I get this wrong, I'm impacting a billion people. And That's so it right. kind of constrains product innovation. But the pandemic just kind of took the, you know, it took the gloves off everybody. It was amazing to see how much from a feature perspective really shift into all of these platforms quickly. Like that thing I mentioned before about like full motion video sharing, like within two months of the pandemic, suddenly everybody had figured it out. You know, you now that's like table stakes. Sharing video clips, totally. Needed it. We all yeah. needed it at home, and and like, it became a thing very quickly. It was amazing yeah. to see what, how that what, what they announced just a couple of weeks ago yeah. was now. I think part of it was that different versions, you know, like the consumer version and the enterprise version, and they're different. And there was chat, and there was yeah. hangouts, like a global platform with, of course, yeah. with the enterprise, like. You know, different security parameters, different posture, different authentication, so on and so forth. But uh, I think that's going to help with the roadmap acceleration because we're not developing for different platforms. Like everyone has workspace. Um, yeah. And also, he's he's definitely the, the visionary who built one of the best mobile apps for email back in the days, which is how, what Microsoft acquired. He came with that yeah. acquisition. It was his baby, and then you know ran off, ran Outlook for a while, ran Office for a while, and he brings. Not a me too strategy, but a like a refreshing point of view 
and uh, I'm excited yeah. about what what that holds. Um, let me ask you kind of a, a last question. One of the reasons we love working in the Google Cloud ecosystem and with these products is because we say, because we've experienced it, um, when it, when a customer goes down the journey of deploying any part of Google Cloud, but maybe especially Workspace, it's it's one of the toughest decisions to make because it's not the incumbent decision. And um, and we, we appreciate the, the gravity of that, like how important it is for us to perform, for Google to perform for our customers when they're making that decision. But the other part is we, we truly appreciate the, the impact that that decision makes on the company above and beyond the technology. So from your point of view, and I know you're only a couple of months sort of fully live, have you what have you experienced that have been like a cultural changes or shifts within discovery by virtue of Google Workspace being implemented? Yeah, I I, I think what what you know one of the larger ones I'm seeing is this this openness and it's been a combo of I think Workspace and the pandemic also happening at the same time. But the 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 flexible the location flexibility conversation inside the company has utterly changed. You know, and the pandemic was kind of one step. And then I think us getting these tools kind of in that same or similar moment, mm-hmm. you know, kind of cemented, you know, RSMT certainly pre-pandemic was we want you in the office. That's kind of our vibe. And that was the vibe in a lot of um, a lot of companies. And that's a total 180 today. I mean, we are fully, fully in for the flex workforce. Um, we just we just did a survey of our folks. And I mean, it's something like it's only like 10 percent of our workforce that wants to go back to five days a week in the office yes. when we go yeah. back, right? It's very Sounds small. Like, it's yeah. Single digits really depends on the market, but it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a, it's a sea change. Right. And I think it makes that, you know, people have the confidence, like every time I get a survey back that says people are comfortable being home, that's like, all right, that's like, we're doing something right on the tech stack <laughs> side because people that's are just sure. at home in their pajamas or whatever. And the stuff I'm pro- we're providing as an IT organization are working for them, and, and Workspace is a big yeah. part of that. So I think you know I credit that you know it's because it could have been a cultural hindrance possibly, for it's, sure. It's enabling that, it's making it happen. So yeah, yeah. No, I think it's it's a tremendously good timing for discovery. We also saw yeah. a huge change in, in sort of or difference in customers who had deployed it and customers. That we're doing other services for that were not on workspace their their transition was a completely different experience um and i think the best is yet to come but it really takes uh bold customers with the thought leadership like uh, like discovery to not only choose to implement but then really provide that exceptional feedback loop back to product around the areas that uh, we can continue to get better and um you know, I'm, I'm just so excited about all the success that you're having, Discovery Plus and and everything else. And um, uh, the, the way that the organization has evolved right around the time where it's just clear that content is everything um, <laughs> in this world. I think also accelerated by the pandemic in a lot of ways, adoption and the consumption of various content streaming sources, etc. It's just like, I think uh, it's a very exciting future ahead. and it's a it's an honor and pleasure to be able to partner with you for for now and hopefully far into the future. And I really want to appreciate um, express my appreciation for you being my guest on Cloud and Clear. Um, this is going to be one of the best episodes yet. Awesome! Thanks for having me, Tony. Really appreciate it. Always happy to help. 
Dave Duvall, CIO of Discovery, um, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.